0: Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news and morning mixtape. It is Tuesday, May 23rd, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwedze, reporting for CJRU, 1280 a.m. in Toronto. And here are our top stories from today Vacant federal judges' positions are causing risky delays in prosecutions all over Canada. And in international news, Ukraine says it's still holding on to part of Bakhmut after Russian private military group and officials claim they have seized the eastern city. And during the weekend, an Instagram outage affected tens of thousands of users around the world. And then we'll hear from Leila with a tip on how to pause for self-care. So with all of this, let's get to the news. Vacant federal judge positions have led to delayed prosecutions all over the country. According to the Globe and Mail, almost 9% of full-time judge positions on federally appointed courts across Canada are vacant. All of this is happening as courts are still trying to get out of pandemic backlogs and racing against the clock not to risk violating time limits on criminal proceedings. There are 88 vacancies out of 995 full-time spots for judges on federally appointed courts, which include the top trial courts, of provinces that handle the most serious criminal and civil cases, according to the Globe and Mail. For instance, Manitoba has been left without a chief of justice for the Court of Appeal, its top court, since last October, when the previous Chief Justice Richard Chartier retired. And only half of the court's eight full-time positions are filled, according to the Office of the Commissioner for Federal Judicial Affairs. According to Rick Woodburn, President of the Canadian Association of Crown Counsel, the lack of judges is not the only factor weighing down the courts. However, it is an extra burden as courts are dealing with a large backlog from the pandemic, a shortage of prosecutors, and an increase in serious complex files. Woodward said that in Ontario, some courts are sitting until 10 p.m. because the system is so pressed civil matters are being pushed aside to make room for criminal cases and serious criminal matters such as homicides are being set into the fall of 2024 in most jurisdictions. In the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, the right to be tried within a reasonable time is protected, which means that no matter how serious a charge is, it must be dropped if it exceeds the time limit of 30 months for criminal proceedings, from charge to completion, in superior, superior Court, which is a federally appointed court. In Alberta, many criminal cases are on the precipice. Dallas Poco, president of the Alberta Crown Counsel Association, said in an interview that 23% of the serious and violent offenses being tried in the court of King's Bench are over the 30-month time limit. That number is nearly double what it was just before the pandemic, he also said. Chief Justice Richard Wagner of the Supreme Court of Canada expressed his concern in a letter this month to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, according to the Globe and Mail. Dina Ebadi, a spokeswoman for Justice Minister David Lamedi, who also received a copy of the letter, responded on behalf of the government. She said, quote, We continue to make appointments at a steady rate and the number of vacancies will continue to decline. Embadi also added that the Liberal government has appointed 600 judges since 2016 and Justice Lametti has met with the legal community to encourage more people to apply for the bench. Currently in Ontario, the province has 21 vac- vacancies and 203 judges sitting full-time on its top trial court. And now, on to international news, here are some updates on the war in Ukraine. Over the weekend, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said Bakhmut, was not occupied by Russia as of Sunday, a day after Russia claimed to have seized the city. Zelensky commented on the situation while meeting the G7 leaders at the G7 leader summit in Japan. According to CNN, Ukraine's armed forces said they were continuing to counter Russia in the city, and that they were advancing in the suburbs, making it very difficult for the enemy to remain in Bakhmut. On Saturday, the chief of the Russian mercenary group Wagner, Yegni Priogzin, claimed to have captured Bakhmut after months of brutal fighting, saying he would hand it over to Russia later this month. Russian President Vladimir Putin offered his congratulations for the, quote, completion of the operation to liberate Artemovsk, according to the Russian state news agency TASS. Artemovsk is the Soviet-Russian name for Bakhmut. Ukraine's Deputy Defense Minister Hanna Malia said on Monday that Ukrainian forces are still in control of some buildings in the southwest of Bakhmut and that the two sides were still fighting for control. According to CNN, they haven't been able to verify either side's battlefield claims yet, though if confirmed the capture of Bakhmut would mark Russia's first gain in months. Still, according to the news agency, The city's symbolism outweighs its strategic importance, at least for Russia. Moscow has invested huge amounts of manpower, weaponry and attention toward the city, but has lost to the Ukrainian resistance. Bakhmut sits toward the northeast of the Donetsk region, about 13 miles from the Luhansk region, and has long been a target for Russian forces. And in other news, on this Sunday evening, tens of thousands of people Around the world reported an Instagram outage. Down Detector, a website that provides an overview of outages and issues on a variety of services, reported that at its peak just before 7 p.m., more than 25,000 Canadians had reported being unable to access the app. In the United States, Down Detector reported a peak of nearly 200,000 impacted customers just before 7 p.m. In addition, Facebook was also down for some customers, according to Forbes. A little after an hour, Instagram confirmed in a tweet at 8.19 p.m. ET that it had a brief outage and the issue that it caused has been resolved. Further details were not provided. Instagram, much like other social media platforms such as Facebook and TikTok, have become an important tool for individuals and businesses around the world. According to Forbes, Instagram recently suffered another outage just a few days ago, though that appeared to be much more localized. This time, Gizmodo Australia was the first place to report this most recent Instagram outage, when Down Detector had roughly 1,000 reports. Well, that was it for me today, and now I'll leave
1: it with Leila for her segment, Pausing for Self-Care. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Pausing for Self-Care with Leila Taki. Each week, I'm going to bring a tip for you to take a break and practice some self-care. Looking for something different for the spring? This tip is for you. The Thousand Island Cruise is back and looks as breathtaking as always. This is a five-hour cruise that departs from Gananoque in Ontario and includes a two-hour stopover, allowing guests to explore the boat castle and its grounds. The tour also offers views of the St. Lawrence Seaway, the American and Canadian sites of the Thousand Island International Bridge, Millionaire's Row, and the statue of St. Lawrence the vessel includes a full-service bar that serves wine beer and fancy cocktails there are also a variety of different snacks and non-alcoholic drinks in addition the cruise brings information about the castle's rich background which could be a great additional piece for the trip for those who love a little bit of history the castle was commissioned by George C. Boat, a millionaire and proprietor of the world-famous Waldorf Astoria Hotel in the early 1900s, as a tribute to his wife. However, when she passed away in 1904, the construction was interrupted and Boat never returned to the island. Today, this structure is owned by the Thousand Islands Bridge Authority. Although visible from Ontario, the castle serves as an official port of entry into the United States. So, if you're planning to visit the castle, you will need a valid passport. The price is $75 per person and it's open since May 13, 2023. The cruise departs from City Cruise Gananoke 280 Main Street, Gananoke, Ontario, and it's fully accessible on the first deck. And this is all for today. I will be back next week for some more tips for you to take a break and pause for self care. This is Leila Takei from CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto. Thank you for listening. With this,
0: Let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more.